Hello and welcome back to the Stuyvesant Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Shayon. And I'm John. And we're joined by... I'm Jonathan. So Schneiderman. I, yes. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah. You're going to be John and you're going to be Jonathan. All yeah, right. Clearing it up. I'm Jonathan Mintut. He's Jonathan Schneiderman. And no one really cares who you are, John. I'm sorry. I guess. So I'm, I'm Jonathan, to be clear. And he's John. And yeah. you can probably tell apart the voices. Anyway. Uh, okay. Let's get started. So... Um, the first thing that comes to mind oh, no. when I think of you okay. is your Aaron Burr phase. Let's talk about that. I uh, stand by that as a phase that I am Well, well, you're going to have to run that back. Yeah, well, what is an Aaron Burr oh, okay. phase? Okay, so, okay, I want you to explain it, and then I want him to right. explain it after. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> so when I was a sophomore um, on Facebook, I would just see this kid named Aaron Burr, and obviously <laughs> I knew... The dude that he wasn't Hamilton. actually Aaron Burr, but you know, I was you sure I was like, Oh my god, you were that guy? I was that guy, Jesus. <laughs> hey, what's that? <laughs> but no, 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 I, I want to I hear, okay, okay, yeah, no, 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 you provide context. I, I'm uh, a big fan of the hip robbing musical Hamilton because I have so many controversial opinions, uh, and my uh, I think my mom wouldn't let me use my real Facebook, my my, my, my real name on Facebook or something to that effect. Um, in any case, my first privacy concerns, mm. whatever. Um, in any event, when I had a Facebook account, it was on the condition that I had a fake name and I chose Aaron Burr. And uh, when I changed it to Jonathan Schneiderman, Facebook shut down my account after a month, <laughs> having, detected, <laughs> having detected that someone had been using a fake name for something. Uh, and so the account I have now is hooked up to my school email account. Um, Wait, and when so I get when I graduate from here, I'm going to have to link it up to my college account, and I'm just going to have to keep email jumping. Can you do that? I mean, it, can't you just yeah. make another? You can Facebook? keep email jumping. Also, well, it, it, it won't let me use my personal account, like yeah. my personal Gmail account, because for some reason it still has that Gmail account saved to the deleted. Well, Aaron yeah, that's how Facebook works. I mean, yeah. you could just like but make another email. Account, hold on, right? don't, um, do you only have one personal email account? Because I have like. Three. I only have one personal okay. account. You know, that's, Why do you wait? Well, you only have that, one. That's very minimalist of you. That's damn it. I'm Cheyenne, and I have twenty. I literally have like sixteen. Well, that's because you. Why you do? Yeah. Hinky, how do you even remember does, the passwords well? He does hinky dinky stuff on the. Side. I don't do hinky. Oh, that's nah. such a weird <laughs> way of phrasing. Anything. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but. <laughs> no. No, There's like a lot I, of things popping up in my head. I started man. no, like I started like using the internet and stuff when I was like five. I didn't know what I was doing. I like named it like weird stuff. Nah. Like my parents wouldn't let me near a computer at five. Really? They're like, it's gonna hurt your head and stuff like that. I was allowed Probably. to get a Google account when I was eleven, so I could use the hip social media network that all the other kids in class were using, right. which was Google Plus. Oh uh, man, I was oh. I was so excited to be part just of that. Oh, Google Plus was a big thing in my Google middle school. Plus was huge. Jeez, yeah. We didn't yeah. even use Facebook. It was just Google Plus, and I still there's a lot Facebook. of there's a lot of like cringy stuff. You know how oh, your account is totally new? That. Mine's the complete opposite. I opened mine when I was like eight. So like I regularly get stuff that's like nine years ago and I just look back and I just, I'm screwed for college. Like that's just. <laughs> oh no. Like it's, I, I, get I wasn't PC to say the least. And it, 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 it's just all adorable. Like I was what? only adorable. Like photos of my first day in mm. sixth grade, yeah. which pops oh, okay. up every year, and it's it's just nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's... Nothing but sunshine. Yeah, windows. you get, like, great memories. I I feel disgusted by myself when I uh, go back. Yeah. But just to jump back onto Hamilton... <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Always uh, something I support. Yeah, you. so... 
you know, I how'd you score know. tickets? How'd you score tickets? Well, hold on, hold on. Hey, Wait, yo, <laughs> that's a question I have. No, I have a okay, fine, have go. question first. Um, are you know, are you aware of all the like revisionist history things about him and you know, how like he was um, the best of the best, but you, uh, I, I think that the musical should not be read, and I think it does get read this way, but that's not its own fault, right? Um, as an accurate telling of exactly what happened in American right. history. Like, right. for instance, it, it entirely underplays the extent to which Hamilton was almost a monarchist. Right. Um, but I think the musical is valuable both for, like, specific issue reasons. Like, the establishment of the National Bank was really important. Mm-hmm, Hamilton's sure. policies were genuinely important in getting America off the ground and running. Mm-hmm. Um that's not an idiom. Um, but also in a more general sense, the goal of the show is to make American Money. history about the ideas mm-hmm. and to make it something that people... Like un- until seventh grade when it came out, um, I <sighs> thought of American history as just a bunch of old racist dead white guys and I had zero interest in it. Uh, the the only way I was interested in reading history, American history, was through like the Howard's in lens, um, and the Howard's in lens is a legitimate lens. Hmm. But uh, I think Did you read uh, people's history of the United my States? my fifth grade teacher used the children's version uh, of a people's history. Didn't know that uh, existed. In, it does a young people's history of the United States, uh-huh. um, and and like that's there and that's real. But I think that the ideas. Divorced from the reality they exist in, they they existed in, are also important. And the fact that even though now we can look at it and say, well, they really didn't change a lot of the power structures. They were incredibly racist. They were incredibly sexist. Hamilton, in particular, was very elitist. Um, the ideas still felt revolutionary to the people at the time. And I think that Hamilton does a good job at underscoring at least how the white people felt at the time, um, which is not a unified perspective. And if your only perspective on Hamilton is, on American history is Hamilton, that's a flawed understanding. Right. But I think it's a useful perspective. And I also think that the, the, the choice to you know, use rap and hip hop and to cast actors of color, mostly black and Latinx actors, um, as the leads uh, makes a very important point that I don't feel entirely qualified to expound on, mm-hmm. but it's to the people who created it and by at least some accounts to many members, audiences of color. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very uh, meaningful to, to, to see themselves represented right. in, you know, the so, Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, so just to touch on that, so like, I feel like you're kind of getting at this thing where you where we can say that we shouldn't necessarily judge people in the past by I I would disagree with current that. moral stand. Really, I, I, okay. I I I think that especially when it comes to slavery, that reasoning is used to justify a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. That one, they did understand how bad it was. Like mm-hmm. the idea that the founders didn't understand the horrors of slavery. Well, I don't maybe think, they did. I think they were. They thought it was going to go out of practice. Yeah, they thought it was going to go out of practice, but they also thought it was horrible. They knew it was horrible. Some they of them did it right? anyway. Yeah, some um, of them still did. I mean, Thomas Jefferson, not 
that's said, I tremble when I, I, I fear for, I tremble for my country when I think that God is just. That might not be the exact quote, but the point is they knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that accusations of presentism are often wrong. Right. And also, the idea that slavery is wrong isn't just something that we thought up today. You know, who did know that slavery was wrong? Um, in addition to all of the white people and slave owners who knew it was wrong, the slaves knew it was wrong. Right. Um, and to say that like they just didn't know that in the past is to discount the perspective of the people who were enslaved. Right. Um, and I, I, so I disagree with that. Coming back around yeah, to podcasts, yeah. you're going to have your own soon, right? How does that? Uh, work? That's the plan: is for the Spectator's oh, yeah. Opinions Department yeah. to introduce a podcast. Um, the the other editor of the Opinions Department, Michael and I, uh, have been recording some episodes preliminarily. Mm-hmm. Neither of us has any experience in this department. Mm-hmm. Um, we we both we've been sitting in this room with our phones, uh, just like holding them next to ourselves and, and recording. Um, hopefully, that will be out soon. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any like dates in mind or no? Okay. Uh, we 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 have recorded stuff. We just need to get it edited. Uh, so what's the format going to look like? It's you know it, it's a foreboding. The the format is just a discussion between himself, uh, him and myself. Um, we are hoping once it becomes established to have something like what you guys have here, right. where we bring on guests. What uh what what, what topics do you cover? Uh, we we've generally tried to have uh, a segment on. Uh, like international stuff, mm-hmm. uh, a segment on domestic political stuff, uh, which have intersected a fair deal recently. Right. Um, I mean, you've you've got uh, the Ukraine thing going on. Right. You've also got you know the NBA bowing to China. Exactly. Um, so those have been those have been intersecting. And then and this is my favorite part. We have the part where we talk about school, um, and we share opinions about school. So, for instance, I, I think that AT Global, which was eliminated this year, it's now just AP Human Geography for freshmen. Really? Yeah. Oh. I think that was a mistake. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I think that I didn't, should, ta- I didn't take the class, but I heard a lot. Yeah. yeah I, having taken AT, AT class Global, different? the AP Human Geography is a, and now I'm repeating what I said in our sort of draft recording of the podcast, but AP Human Geography is this very niche elective class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, 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 one, it's a pretty heavy workload, uh, but it's also... Did you also have to do the packets? No, I did not have to do the packets. Uh, I was given the option of doing them, but I didn't. You're lucky um, Yeah, I know. <laughs> I also had AT Global homework. Yeah. Um, like, like, whereas AT Global is a survey course that right. covers the same like chronological territory exactly. as Global 1 and 2, and it's just more advanced at a higher level with more work and, and hopefully better discussions, and I, I loved the class. AP Human Geography is really niche. Uh, and even if you like history, there is no guarantee that you will like AP Human Geography. What exactly was Human Geography? Yeah, so, um, you know, it's this weird course that covers a bunch of different topics that are, you know... Because like, I remember when the Global Regions came around, yeah. I remember a lot of, like, hug kids were like, oh, no, I'm so screwed. I didn't yeah, no, even cover the first half. Well, you know, the Regions are fine, but, like... No, what I'm saying, like... <laughs> Well, it started, it started with it's like Stuyvesant. People are I don't stress. know. I don't know if you follow the same career. I'm gonna run through mine and see yeah, of you. course. So I did like maps. I stuff. was only there for like a couple of months in the mm. second term. Gotcha. So I did maps stuff first. Then I did agriculture and just like studying different types of agriculture. Um, then urban geography. So like types of cities. Um, you know, different economic zones, business development, things like that. Um, man, freshman year, mind is failing me. Um, 
maybe something's happened for a good reason. Yeah, no, I'll just, I just, you know, I'll, I'll tell you this. The only thing I remember clearly is, well, sorry, Miss Donko, I fell asleep during this. But um, oh no! Yeah, it, could it, you imagine? It was uh, it She's was a dean it was, now too. Yeah, well, it was I'd something about urban you. urban development. Um, and I remember this helping me uh, two years down the road during eleventh grade during my National History Day project where I had to talk about Lincoln Center and you know urban renewal with the San Juan Hill neighborhood and how it was destroyed to create link. Okay, enough about that. Um, all I know is that it kind of, you know, it just, I felt like human geography was this weird class that kind of helped me understand that better. Yeah, but I don't I know if it was it, the same. I, I wasn't there for any of those right, units. Right. Um, and I'm not sure I could tell you exactly what units I was there for because it was so, like, weird. I, I was, we were, like, talking about, like, the overlap of ethnicity and race and, and, oh, yeah, and like, also, linguistic categories exactly. and how what? that plays into censuses. Exactly. Um, and, and how like culture diffuses and there's pop culture and folk culture and they diffuse differently. Um, it's, it's a very strange class and it does not cover the same territory as a global history class. Not and at all. It's in my opinion, class. it probably should be a single section senior elective. Yeah. Um, because yeah, the, 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 yeah, the way you make it sound like sense, to, yeah. Juniors and seniors. That makes I, more sense. Yeah. Because the, when you have it as the not only, when you have it for freshmen, you'll have a lot of people who apply to it because it's the AP option if you're a freshman who likes social studies. And I applied to AP Human Geography because it was the AP option that was available for freshmen. I didn't studies. apply because it was the AP option there for social go. studies. Um, Ms. Dunkel read my essay that I used to apply and was like, this kid would be better suited for history. And she was right. And so I was put in AT Global instead. Um, but it's when you make it the only AP option, you're going to attract people to it who might not be the best exactly. fit for it. Yeah. Um, and, and whereas when it's a senior elective, if it were a senior elective or a junior senior elective, people have other APs to choose from if what they right. want is an AP social studies course, but they aren't interested in AP human geography. And I, and I think by the time that you're a junior, senior year, um, you know, you're kind of by yourself. Kind of play out, yeah. Right. Yeah. But when you're, if, if you make it the only advanced social studies option available to freshmen, yeah. you're going to have a lot of social studies kids who might love social studies and might be passionate about it and really skilled at it, right. who just end up in a class that is not the right class for them and struggle consistently throughout the year um, and, and just don't have a good experience in the class. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, you could just yeah. add that to the list of ways Stuyvesant like, educational systems kind of broke. Yeah, right? I, I mean, I'm in general a fan of Stuyvesant's educational system. Really? Yeah. I feel like a lot. Like, I feel like the thing with Stuy, right, is if you start stumbling early, you're just... Cause like, yeah, that cause can... You're, you're still a junior, right? I'm so still you, a junior. So you don't really see it. A lot of kids like who I know are like they stumbled freshman year because it's freshman year at Stuyvesant. Right. And then they're still sitting here with like a lower average and it just makes them look bad when really it's just... It's kind of like not even representative of who they are as a person. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, I, there, if, there's got to be a If you don't hit the that. ground running, I think it can be... Yeah, no. It can, be, it, can, it can ripple throughout. On the other hand, you know, it also... Like, there are people who say, I didn't hit the ground running, but I got off my feet in, in sophomore... Like, no, that discounts the experience of people who don't hit the ground running, and it, it like... I feel like... No, but, like, I'm saying it's... It's more likely that you come in and you just start struggling because you think, because like, I mean, think about where you were freshman right. year, right? Like, I know I came in thinking like, I'm a hot shot, you know, <laughs> like my, I was 
like one of the top in my class. I thought I had it. And then I just come in and everyone yeah. is the top of their class. And you just go, well, I mean, I could just stop caring. Cause like, why even bother? You know what I mean? I mean, the way I see it is that the point of a place like Stuyvesant is if you really love school, that you will be among those people. And so, you know, if, if what you want is just to be the top of your class, then, um, like, and, and, and I realize that there was a lot of factors that play into people's decisions to go to Stuyvesant. There could be parental pressure. What? No, you're good, you're good, you're good. You okay. keep on going. Um, like, there can be parental, <laughs> there can be a lot of things. You can just not understand what it is. Um, but, like, and, and maybe there should be better systems in place to make sure yeah. that that people are warned about that and that people do understand what Stuyvesant is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think in general the, the, the idea of being in a class with everyone, like where everyone else was also a hotshot in middle school, like that's why I came here. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a feature, not a bug, but it is a feature that for whatever reason... Um, seems to backfire in a fair number of cases. I mean, like, when I, when I entered style, I was more like, I was one of the kids who struggled when he first entered. Like, um, I, yeah, I did think I was a bit of a hot shot, but not, not that much, but I... Only a little. Only a bit, only a bit but no, I... He's a jock. He's different. Shut up. <laughs> uh, anyways. Um, he's wearing his, uh, his football, his football regalia. He got, his, My varsity he got jacket. his varsity jacket and his jersey underneath. Okay, so anyways. He's not even playing. I got to go to the game after, right? <laughs> anyways, um, I, yeah, I thought that I could just chill out and like lay back because I'm in style. I know like I'm smart. I could probably get through it. But yeah, you're right. Like... Going through, uh, there's a lot of people who were just like you, and they really, I don't know, you're in a competition with a bunch of them, and when you end up, like, you know, I guess, I forgot what I was going to say. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm kind of terrified of going into that whole situation again when it comes to college, you know what I mean? I don't know if it's going to be the, I don't know if that's necessarily... I don't know. It's like that's like John Hopkins, right? They'll say stuff. They'll well, say stuff like I mean, they, they the ninety percent of the like, class is the top ten percent of their class, and it's just like uh, whoa. I guess that's well, like Stuyvesant. No, they squared. tell you like I'm college. Not. You got your own schedule, and you have your own like your yeah. whole, your, t- your own routine. In style, you're like forced to the schedule, and you that need is to true. do. That and is yeah, that's, that's a valid point. Also, I feel like by college. No, but you still have prereqs. So, but I feel like by college, most people kind of like, you know, stop being crazy. Like, yeah, they get more laid back. And are generally nicer members of the world. <laughs> so they don't try to be as, like, you know. And high school people are changing, they think. Yeah, they're they're better. Whereas after you graduate high school, you never change again. You're yeah. static throughout the rest of your life. That may be true. You can, yeah. you, you're done developing as a person. Hmm. Well, I, that was a that was a joke. I should make it clear on the record. That was, <laughs> it's so I depressing. Don't think that. I, I felt that in my heart. <laughs> Do yeah. people change? No. no definitely not. Definitely not. Never. Personal development? What even is that? Not actually. development? Uh, one thing I was going to ask you about was your freshman presidency. <laughs> um, you know, what motivated you to run? Um, you know, sh- sorry. I'm, no, go ahead. Sh- Shayon also ran. ran. Um, yeah, we're both members of the political elite now. Um, well, yeah. no. Just, <laughs> I, I never listened to Shayon. My main 
question or just kind of curiosity is because I know Katerina quite well too. I was just interested in why you know she did continue to be in the sphere of student government and you decided not to. The simple answer to that is that she is better at it than I am. Um, like you know, I I was and, and still am quite interested in politics. Um, I like the idea of student government. I found that when I was actually in student government, and anyone who was in student government at the same time that I was will testify to that, I was not especially good at it. Um, what, what, what do you think made you not good at it? Because like now, like the other day, I saw some kid can't like starting to petition to campaign. Right. So I mean, now's a good time to like tell people like if you're not like this, don't bother to get banged. No, you have to like petition. <laughs> what? You have to get you have to petition to get a signature so you can run. Uh huh. So I don't know what you heard. I that. heard get bangs. Uh, I heard. I think the mind hears yeah. what it wants to. You, uh-huh. you you have to have bangs to run for. Student. I rock bangs in middle school. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> Some things are better left unsaid, John. You didn't need to leave that in the public. You could have had, well, died. Anyway, let's <laughs> someone's gonna find the picture. Um, I'm not entirely sure, even still, which might be a failure of self-reflection on my part. Um, It it might be that I wasn't enthusiastic enough about the actual work of it. Um, It might be that I I found the SU sort of system frustrating. What about it? Um, Caucus members... my, My experience as a caucus member was that I felt kind of powerless... That could enlarge... I, I, I don't want to say it was the SU because I don't want to just blame everything but myself. Right. Um, you know, it's quite possible, probable even, that most of what happened, most, most of the reason for my uh, not being a terribly good freshman caucus vice president um, boils down to just... I don't work well in that kind of bureaucracy, whatever that kind of bureaucracy is. Um, the one thing I specifically remember not being good at was running meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was not good. And I actually don't know why that is because... Um, You're an editor I, now. I, I'm now the editor of the opinions department. And when we have meetings, they go well. Um, and and we've been, we, we have made a concerted effort uh, as part of Michael and I and our time as editors to have more meetings. And it's an effort that has come to fruition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they go well. They're successful, um, but at the time I was just like Katarina would be very would have an agenda and she'd be very focused, and I just wasn't. I would like play Eric Whitaker. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in in retrospect, I definitely should have joined the spec at the beginning of my freshman year, joined the STC at the beginning of my freshman year. Mm-hmm. Instead, I jumped into student government and Model UN, and those activities are both great, and I have a lot of respect for the people who do them. For sure. But they are not, not good fits. For, yeah, they, not, neither turned out to be a cup of tea. I quit Model UN in January of freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized I just didn't like the process of doing conferences. Um, and I... I it's expensive. It, it, I, I was actually reluctant to leave the ticket, but I was convinced that I, I, I should. And, and in retrospect, that was absolutely correct. Right. I, I should not have run for sophomore college. Like, as soon as I was convinced... I was like, yeah, this is the right decision. I, I, and, and when I saw the sophomore caucus election, I was so glad that I was no longer involved in that process. This episode of the Stuyvesant Podcast is sponsored by Crimson Education. 
Are you a Stuyvesant student or parent who aspires to stand out in high school and study at top universities? Do you want access to the best mentors, strategists, and admissions experts to help forge your path to your dream university? With Crimson Education, you get strategic admissions support, essay guidance and editing, and leadership mentoring to help you discover your passions, to develop lifelong skills, and build a strong high school profile. Crimson students are three times as more likely to get into their dream schools than those applying alone. Crimson gives you the best resources and technology-driven tools to guide your dream university acceptance. Visit crimsoneducation.org or watch one of their videos at youtube.com slash crimsoneducation. Enjoy the rest of the episode. I have a question, but I don't mean this like to the audience. I don't mean this to be a critique of the student union because obviously... Well, we can't criticize the student union. Well, no, you know, for, what, you know uh, what happens for, if you criticize the student union. For starters, I'm in the student union, so I feel like I don't know. I've been part of the junior and senior. He even has an FBI shirt on. He's an op fucking train. Well, he I, does have an FBI New York shirt on. It's it was thrifted, thrift culture, yeah. It was so, you, thrifted, so you bought it from, from a real, give me, from a real give me, op. Give me 15 minutes, <laughs> of thr- uh, 15 seconds about thrifting. Um, now, I'm torn about thrifting because I know that a lot of underprivileged people do need the cheaper clothes, right? Yeah. But also, it, it, it breeds this idea of like cutting out fast fashion. So, so I also think that... I, I haven't researched the issue at all. Right. But Those are, wouldn't no, you buying thrift clothing contribute to the, like, the thrifting industry as a whole and build in, up that industry and make more cheap perhaps, clothes accessible? yeah. Like, it's not, is it a zero-sum game, the thrifting industry? I don't know. I have to think more about this. This is just, you know, my, night, my nighttime <laughs> I thought. feel like oh, okay. I feel like it'd be exploitative if you literally went into lower-income neighborhoods to find thrift stores that were cheaper and, and went like out of your way clothes. to go and find the cheapest clothing that you can. You know, people do that, though. People, people... No, they don't. Uh, let's move on. I don't um, think anyone really does well, that. Well, okay, like, so I'll... Okay. That anyway, original garbage. question was, do you think the whole system... Of, and I don't know why we're not asking, like, I don't know why we didn't ask William Wang this, but um, do you think the idea of, like, having four, I guess, quote-unquote, separate uh, caucuses for each grade um, and then one overall student union, do you think that makes sense compared yeah, to... Yeah, I think that makes sense. Okay. Um, because there are grade-specific things. Fair I, I think what people need to understand is that the freshman caucus and the sophomore caucus and the junior caucus, not the senior caucus, the senior caucus is different, but, like, they are not designed to implement wide-scoping policies. Yeah. And I don't think they should do that. Like, I am okay with leaving, you know, lifting the cell phone ban on the first and second floors, which has happened to the centralized government right. structure. But I think that a lot of caucus people don't want to feel like that's the case. Like, they, they want to have more of an effect. Right. And I think that... And I, I think this is, this, this is a, a political trend that exists in lots of electoral systems, not just the student government. But during elections, people say, this is really important. Why is it important? Because we're not just event planners. Right. Um, it's important because the freshman college, we'll, we'll do all these things. And then they try to do those things because like, they do want to fulfill their promises. Right. And it doesn't work out. Um, and like that, that said, like, the caucuses can make real differences. For sure. Um, they, they, they're just not the part of the SU that is specifically designated to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I think that a more uh, this I guess this is my advice to people campaigning for freshman caucus. Don't underplay the fact that you're running for a role that largely consists of event planning. Not overplay. Play just right the fact that events are important. People like dances and they make meaningful experiences and a well-planned event can make a lot of people really happy. Um, you, you, you might not revolutionize people's lives, but you'll give them memorable moments in their high school year. I think it's uh, more... Four years in high school. I think it's more like the chances are that they overplay themselves because they don't know about the structure. And that's also I mean? quite possible. That people I, remember when I, I remember when I ran, I ran on a platform of just basically changing everything, right? And it's just like, I didn't get elected, probably for good reason, you know what I mean? I, not, I'm not even close to a bureaucrat <laughs> in any sense of the word, but I'm saying it's I definitely... Bureaucrats are great and important. No, yeah, no, it's just I'm... It. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, I, you did... It wasn't like you and it wasn't like... It wasn't like my cup of tea. Right? Yeah, exactly. But... I definitely thought that I had the power because no one told me, like, well, you're going to have, like, checks and balances here. You know what I mean? I mean, Katarina and I ran on a sort of platform of we can't really promise you anything. And we're not going to pretend that we can. Um, and I think that that is, maybe this is jingoistic because it's basically what we did. But I think that that's the best approach is say, look, we are running for a position that is a student position. It is... We're not running for principal. We can't arrange to have music played in the hallways. We can't arrange for you to. That'd be a cool senior prank. We can't arrange for you to Just like blasting a Bluetooth. Speaker? Have surveys that of teachers' time. goodness that are like the results of which are published publicly. Mm-hmm. The teachers' union would stand the, firmly the, against yeah, that, and the administration would stand on that. Like, and I think that that's probably the right approach for. At least freshman caucus campaigns. I mean, like relating it back to Alan's question about like four different senior caucuses. No, I mean four different uh, grade caucuses. Yes. Um, it's it's like a valid thing because uh, to question because you know uh, when people run, they always make these promises that usually usually kind of overlap with grades too, uh, which are. Like, I'm going to fix the escalators or gym freeze if you aren't, are on a sports team or something like that. And it's more of a, these are like problems that most people care about and will probably get you elected if you touch upon them. And It but, worked for me and Katarina to say, look, we're not going to lie to you. Yeah, it does. That I actually also really works. like that. The, 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 message, the message came, like, I, I think that if you make it well, if you make it, and you're not pessimistic about it. You're just saying, look, we're being honest here. Mm-hmm. I think, especially in our political climate, because I, I think that part of what contributed to Katarina and my success was that we were running immediately after the 2016 election, because the 2016 election was when we were in eighth grade. And yeah. then freshman, oh, and, and, and then we were, we were running after that. And I think, especially after that election, people were kind of tired. And people were like, we, we, we don't want... We kind of just want honesty, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I think it's, I think it's an electable platform. I think it's a good platform. And I also want to make like, event. I'm sort of using the term event broadly. It doesn't have to mean like a school dance. Katarina mm. and Ayala introduced have have the, Ayala is the, the current the junior series. caucus pro. In addition to the lecture series, they 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 created a pen pal program. Oh yeah, with, I've heard about in, that. In, yeah. in coordination with like that's a big deal. Right. For sure. Uh, and, and international with the language department, pen pal program is, is a serious thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not sweeping structural changes. Right. But 
Yeah, I guess that does make sense, like, grade-wise. Yeah, for sure. Well, what was your... Well, let's just transition into something that you are more comfortable about, right? Like the okay. STC. Like the oh, STC, SCC. right? I love the STC. How'd that, how'd that come about? Um, I mean, I've, I've always been a theater kid. The reason I didn't do 1776, which was the first show in my freshman year, um, is that in middle school... I, I did Model UN in middle school, and it was very okay. different from high school Model UN. Mm-hmm. Um, and... The way it was there was that you either did the show or you did Model UN. And okay. I was kind of secretly doing both during seventh grade. Ooh. And then the director of the musical found out. It's like, you can't do this anymore. And I was like, okay. And then in eighth grade, I just did Model UN. Okay. Um, and I sort of had that mindset coming into freshman year. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't try out for 1776. Mm-hmm. And in retrospect, not doing 1776 is probably my single biggest regret about Stai. Um, like, um, it's, it's a good show. Uh, I wish I had done it. Um, and like, do I, I don't regret doing Model UN because I think I, I learned something about myself. I, I learned that that's not something I'm going to do. I don't regret doing student government because even though it wasn't a, 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 a you know, far and far echoing success, um, you know, it was a valuable experience. Um, and I do, I, 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 I'm proud of some of the stuff I did. We, we, we did get a lecture series. We got Congressman Gerald Nadler to come in and talk to students. I, I'm proud of doing that. We got John Case again. Um, so that was, yeah. uh, like, that, that's, that's cool. That was you. Um, that, that was us. Good job. Um, I, I, should give, I should give credit to Hugo Smith, um, yeah. who, who is a, a member enough, of he's, our he's, caucus. He's, he's in the Light and Sound crew now. For he, 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 he was a big, he, he was, like, the main player in, in getting that to happen within the caucus. Shout out to Hugo. Um, but it was, you know, a policy that we had orchestrated um and i'm i'm proud of that and i don't don't regret doing it i do very much regret not doing 1776 Mm um well you also take into account like you know you had right you had this growth right by finding out what you yeah i mean maybe if you did do 1776 you wouldn't have been so invested down the line in the right and 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 maybe maybe appreciate it more i i i think it's good to try out new things um, that said, if I could go back in time and give my like freshman movie one piece of advice, it'd be like, in addition to Model UN, you can do because Model UN. It wasn't just that I should have done 1776. Model UN didn't conflict with 1776. Mm. Um, the, the the first conference I remember was like about the same time as the show itself, and it, it so like which means that most of the rehearsals wouldn't have interfered at right, all exactly. with doing Model yeah. UN. Um, it, it, if I could go back in time and give you know, August of 2017, me one piece of advice. It Aaron would be Bird. Aaron Bird and give Aaron Bird one piece of advice. I stand by that. Um, it would be for someone who talks a lot about Hamilton. <laughs> for someone who talks a lot about like what Hamilton did, you why'd you go with Aaron I, Burr? I think Aaron Burr is the protagonist of Hamilton, and also he was. Um, I don't want to say he was better. He did you know kill the guy. Yeah. Um, but he. Oh well, you know. Positives and negatives. He he he. Uh, as he is characterized in Hamilton, I think he's the protagonist. Um, and in some ways, I think that he's more of a developed character. And he speaks more to me and, like, my insecurities. Um, like, Hamilton is more of a force of nature than anything else in the show. Like, he's, he's this... He puts out stuff. He's not perfect. He's absolutely a terribly flawed person. Um, at, fatally, eventually. Um... But he's also like this force of nature. Burr, you know, this person who wants to accomplish a lot was maybe, 
you know, a, a hot shot when he was young, um, but who just doesn't manage to break in. Right. And sometimes that's for his own fault. You know, he's, he's always waiting. He's never acting. But he does. Act, like, when, and I don't, I don't know how true this is to history at all, but there, there's the moment in, um, oh, my God, I'm forgetting the name of the song that features that where Washington is introduced. I haven't listened to the music in a long time. But, you know, Burr is coming in to see Washington to try to, like, get into that in, into into that area, and Hamilton just bursts in, and Burr is shown the door, mm-hmm. um, and that speaks more to like I'm I'm not scared especially of like being brilliant, but cheating on my wife. Uh, I'm more scared of mediocrity, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and and. Burr speaks to that more. He's also more a bit more esoteric, and I like being esoteric. Oh yeah, that's always the best thing to. Yeah, I mean my, my Instagram handle is still Senator underscore Burr. I stand by that. Well, well, someday I mean, there's going to be a real you, Senator Burr, and you've really there is currently a real Senator Burr. <laughs> there is yeah. Senator Richard Burr. I think of North Carolina. You know, you should I have been that. accidentally tagged. Yeah, that's one an, time. That's an investment. That's they, an investment yeah. piece. You know, you just made. I should just buy Senator Smith. <laughs> Senator. Oh, you know, when we were messaging you for uh, getting on this podcast, uh, I well, messaged through Instagram. <laughs> yeah, you mess. We messaged through Instagram, and uh, it was one of our lows on Instagram, by the way. You know, shameless promo, but you were saying at Stye Podcast. Yeah, Anyways. if you follow me on Instagram after hearing this, I may or may not approve your follow request. Oh, I, that's I, mean, I'm that's kind mean. of sporadic. Why would you do that? Hefty. I, I I don't pay super close attention to it. Anyways, um, uh, we have someone else in the group who does the contacting of our guests, and uh, I got the notifications too. <laughs> and immediately when I got the notification, I was like, "Who, who the hell is this, Senator Burr? What, who's messaging us?" And everyone just called me an idiot at the end of it, but it's fine. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. He's not an idiot. He just yeah. It's uh, not, maybe it's not I my am. Real, how is he to know? Yeah, it's not my real yeah. name. Fair enough. You know, I wish I went to see what? Hamilton. We I, my my dad won the lottery. Oh, oh. And, so, <laughs> and so we got <laughs> triple digits. We got six, front six, row front oh, row seats Jesus. for ten dollars. It was oh my um, God. It was it was I, almost the entirety of the regional cast was there. Jonathan yes. Groff was gone, and Anthony Ramos and Cephas. Jasmine Cephas Jones were not there that night, but other than that, it was it was the original cast. My my okay, so my memory fails me, but we were like talking about something before <laughs> we talk, before um, we talked about Hamilton. Wait, hold on, favorite song, and then we'll get back from on. Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. The room where it happens. Okay, okay. So I feel like that's a common one. Nobody knows. Uh, it's, it's, it is like like liking Hamilton. It is not an popular <laughs> Fair opinion. Fair enough. Um, what were we talking about? I cannot talking about, We were talking about student government. Right, but then after that... Uh, I was going to ask you about your time in SDC. So I auditioned for the winter drama in freshman year. Oh, my had a very, Yeah, I had a small cast. I'm not terrific. Like, I, I enjoy acting. I, I'm, like, decently good at it. I, I, I like it a lot. But, like, in terms of becoming a character, like, I basically just do... What if I were this person? Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't get into all my sons. Uh, I did get into the spring comedy, though, which was Peter and the Starcatcher, and I was very excited. For sure. Um, I also think that not getting into all my sons made STC like 
more desirable because mm-hmm. humans are irrational and like things that we can't have. Um, so like after I didn't get into all my sons, I really wanted to be in whatever the spring comedy was. Um, and I, I did get in and it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was just a, a really fun time. Um, I'm using the word fun a lot because it was fun. Um, I, I, I like being funny. I'm not, I, I, I often fail at it. Um, Me too. But it's, I feel it's, the same way. Yeah. I think it's, you do improv when you're up there or is it just by the Well, book? I wasn't supposed to do improv, uh-huh. but then uh, on our last performance, I was supposed to bring a prop onto the stage uh-huh. uh, during intermission, so it would be okay. there, and I forgot to do that. Nice. And what I was ended up having it was like a, a small carton of pineapples. Okay. Uh, and so I ended up having to like <laughs> improvise a couple of minutes worth of dialogue with Victoria Wong, who was playing Peter, um, uh-huh. and it was it was a lot of fun, and it 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 was successful. Um, I don't know what this says about my poor directing skills, but I was doing lights and sound for that show, and I did not notice that. I, I most people didn't. From what I, mean, I could tell, what? most people didn't know that anything was amiss, which is crazy because right. I was totally that's going a, off script and talking that's about the cannibalism. Best actor. But um, wait, well, <laughs> I'm, okay, yeah, like see, that's why we got to film. We, we should. That's why we should film the shows. Um, yeah, like Did it was. It was really crazy the things I was. Why saying. don't they do that? They but it, it was a lot of fun. They don't have enough of... Um, uh, and I did all three shows last year. I got the opportunity to direct the winter drama, yes, um, which is, was really amazing. And then I broke the lights for you. You didn't break the lights. Well, like my... Uh, the lights are broken, the, Alan. It's it, not anyone's yeah. fault. Thanks. Um, it's not anyone's fault. It's not anyone's fault. Ladies and gentlemen, sad. it actually wasn't my fault. It was the, um, the little module in the retrofitted dimmers. Anyway, yeah. Um, um, I, yes. I don't Everyone like even if it is. was your fault, you could absolutely <laughs> lie to me, and I would believe you one hundred percent because I don't know words. Right. Um, I that was a lot of fun. Well, here's and then I did the spring comedy, and uh, now I'm not in the musical, which mm. is sad. But I'll ask you this: so, um, as my co-hosts can attest, I often scream in their face a lot out of excitement and things like that. Jesus you know, Christ. you know what's really yeah. funny? All the what's time. Really I just get like I'm just unfazed by it now. I just if Alan's not screaming in my face, I feel like something's wrong with him. Well, okay, so <laughs> what I'm trying to get at is <laughs> I feel like as it's like a senior bucket list kind of thing, but it's also something that I've been like kind of wanting to do. I feel like I should maybe could should have would have in the future <laughs> should have tried, tried out for the um winter drama but my only gripe with that is i feel like normal people or like not normal people but like careful yeah um take your words wise yeah like don't worry no one listens cool wait no now i'm getting distracted um just like people who haven't acted before in a play or or a the uncultured yeah that (laughs) um don't really know how to memorize lines and I feel like that would be me and I just like even Shakespeare's soliloquy I would to try to honest, remember yeah. I'm not very good at remembering lines mm. as my castmates and directors from A Midsummer Night's Dream will tell you um, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I'm terrified of I mean but, yeah that's, that's yeah. a I viable excuse I tried to do speech for speech and debate and I just could not Couldn't. memorize anything um, yeah I would like if especially if what you want is just to do it because for the experience right well, I'm going to try out. What, 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 yeah, right. And when you audition, and I say this is, this is useful not just for you, mm-hmm. but for anyone, 
the the form they give you at the audition generally says pick whether you want to audition for a big role, a small role, medium sized uh. role. And I think I'm going to audition for the winter drama, but I have a lot going on, and I'm probably going to select small role. Right. Because um, you know I, I can only make it to rehearsal three days a week. Um, it's uh, busy all around. Um, like junior year grind. Yeah, yeah. junior year grind. I, I, I'm probably going to audition for the winter drama in the small role, and I want other people to know that that's a thing you can do. Mm-hmm. You can if 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 you want to do theater, but you are scared to take the jump. You're not going. There is a way to audition and not run the risk of being told, "Great, you're now the lead of the show, and you have to memorize 400 lines in three weeks." Go. Yeah. Also, sort of secret, but I'm putting it on the internet. Um, yeah. Again, no one listens. So <laughs> no longer secret. Um, you can always cut we, this all. In post, we we so. we got new Sennheiser mics for the wireless <gasps> bell packs. No really? way. Yes. Yeah, well, Sennheiser mics. Yeah, I know. Oh. If I only knew what that meant, you um, can't be saying stuff like that. I know it means new bike packs, which is well. No, the mic, the the, um, the bell packs are the same. Those are those are the industry standard, actually. The QLXD. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about the bell pack as the whole thing because I'm uneducated. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Those are those are. Um, <laughs> me too. Me too. The company that makes those. Um, I'm personally. I'm, I don't know how I feel about that. Anyway, um, <laughs> I I kind of want to wear it. Right. I want to wear the mic. Um, and I want my voice to be digitally modulated into the sound system. Have Have you considered like asking if you can introduce the show one night and walk on and be like, "Hi, I'm Alan." Oh no, that would go totally wrong. That would go totally wrong. Yeah, okay. me, don't you need to be in the back the whole time? No, no, no. I could do it, but I would get distracted so easily, and then start trying to do stand up comedy, and it would just be really. Oh, uh, that's that's. Um, I feel like you should go for it. Yeah. Make sure it's thematic. So I'd it be like pretty part of it. You can, you can like bring notes. No, have, you no, you can't have, bring up notes. Have so. an no, no, if no. You're, if you're introducing no. a show, yeah, you can. No, uh, that, feel, that feels cheap. Alternatively, you can that say, feel, hi, I'm Alan. This is a show. We're alternatively, very it, alternatively, we could kind of make it into like an Eric Andre kind of thing. Where it's like, no. That's that, <laughs> far. For our next, for our next <laughs> guest. See, I would get it. I'm pretty sure everyone next here would guest, get it. Please introduce Jonathan Schneiderman. I would, I would, I have seen some Eric Andre memes and some amusing clips, but I would not get it. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I find them very I mean? funny. And also, the students have a sort of chance of getting it. The parents. <laughs> yeah, they would be like. They would just go, "Whoa!" They let that guy near like thousands of dollars of equipment. Also, I feel like I would lose credibility as the technical coordinator. Like, really, they put this dude in charge? The guy pretending? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm saving your general reputation here. Yeah. Dude. You've had four good years. You can't can't fumble at the finish line. Can't have the bad fifth year. What? 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 No, nah, don't don't worry about it. You'll have a great sixth year though. Oh. <laughs> What's the limit? Yeah, I'm I'm reaching my seventh. I don't know what y'all are talking about. Um, <laughs> like seventh, Leland, seventh grade or? Well, <laughs> on, on a serious sixth note, grade, actually, because that is like a real. I I'm fairly certain that the state of New York will grant guarantee you an education until you're 21. Oh, I think I think that's the age at which it, it's, I I'm I'm not 100 percent sure, but I I think that's the case. And it's a thing. Like I know that we make fun of it a lot at this school. Yeah. But we really shouldn't. Like it's it's a real thing, and I think it's because we don't get exposed to it. 
I think yeah, I think it's because we don't get this, and and it's you 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 see, there are a lot of jokes at Stai about, about like super seniors and about not just super seniors, like also like colleges, mm. and it's not just making fun of community college, which is also terrible. People will like belittle Cornell, really, which is insane. Um, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> like, like I not not to be super self righteous, but don't do that. Yeah, like. One thing, it's mean-spirited. For another thing, it's not accurate. And, like, you don't sound cool. You just sound like a jerk when you do that. In the grand scheme of things, going to college really gives you a leg up, right? So, it, College is what you make of it. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Well, I'll say this. Um, I know that we have some, like, special education programs within the school that are, like, I guess other schools that use our space. Um, and from what I've observed, uh, kids have been respectful of those students. I've definitely seen... I, I don't. I've never seen in-person bullying. Right. I have seen people like talking in like Stuyvesant Facebook groups, and possibly on like the Stuyvesant Confessions page, which is public, like right. entirely public. Right. Like trash talking special education, and that's no, that's, that's like, also that's, not okay. And I think like a lot evil. of it is that's born different. out of insecurity. Yeah, that's like. Yeah, that, that that's even more not okay. Um, but like a lot of that is born out of insecurity mm-hmm. and I think sometimes this school can breed that. Um, I, I don't want to say, you know, this school is, is a hellhole of the people who are just evil. Um, these things exist everywhere. Um, but I, I think people would do well to reflect about that and not. Everyone should go read philosophy texts and, and realize that Plato is overrated. In Plato general. is I'm not just saying, overrated. Plato doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. But you know. Alan takes one class. I swear to God, man. You're in you're in WPT, right? Yeah, my friend my friend over there takes it too in the red. My 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 hello, my, man in the red. My teacher said that everything in modern. What did you say? Is a footnote of Plato's Republic, right? Who are you talking to, Alan? Yeah, what is... Is this, is this Mr. Palazzo? On? Yeah. That's, that's who your teacher is in WPT? Yeah. I'm talking to the general public in oh, okay. the void. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. Shayan and I have very let's, passionate... Let's pan the question to the audience. What is Alan talking about? Shayan and I have very passionate discussions about the validity of Plato's remarks. All I'm, all I'm saying, he's just a very expensive middleman for Socrates. Like, and Socrates didn't even want a middleman. Socrates just wanted... Like, this is technical, and I don't want to talk. Yeah. I'm not a nerd. Talk, talking about technical. You're not a nerd. You're not a nerd. <laughs> okay. That's, that's what's going to take away from this conversation. All right, buddy. No, I'm not a nerd. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm cool, I think. You're cool. <laughs> I, have, I, I have some bad news for you about people with strong opinions about Plato. No, no. Mm. You, know, you know what? You might not. Well, well you know, know what? Unintelligent one he, here. <laughs> he's going to a football game later. Yeah. Nerd that, huh? Nerds can oh. like football. Yeah, for the stats. You're not, you know, helping, you're not helping me out here, buddy. You know, I always... Okay, this is really... I'm just saying. Okay, we'll, <laughs> we'll wrap it up real quick, but uh, the, the yellow line or whatever, all the visuals on football and all the... Are you talking about the goalposts? No. The, <laughs> oh, he's talking about the first down. First down. I mean, I, don't oh, watch, oh. I only watch the Super Bowl. Okay. But like, yeah, I but like also, also all of the um, the oh man, uh, you should watch the season. Broadca- it's like the Super Bowl, but more the <laughs> the broadcasting, um, the broadcasting uh, production behind uh, any sports game 
uh, and even the sound techs, right, who, who try to pick up sound from um, the field, the field from the players. Um, th- there's like a whole different operation. Called me a nerd. Oh yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Called me a nerd. I mean, right? like we wanted to mic up the home called me a nerd. Game, yeah. Right? <laughs> well, I, the I, nerdiness of Alan does not diminish <laughs> or negate the nerdiness of you. No, no, no. no. I'm just saying, rel- nerdiness is relative. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, we wanted to mic up it's, the, the it's homecoming like football that. game. And well, homecoming's weeks away. It's so two weeks from now, yeah. right? So Fingers I'm, crossed. Fingers I'm, crossed. I have an idea of how to do it, but we just need the right equipment to do it. <coughs> Thousands of dollars. You can and always yeah, pay that. So, <laughs> so the equipment isn't, ex- isn't, isn't cheap. So, um, let's bring this to the spectator, actually, because you know how they're live streaming their, the games now? No way. Is that a thing? I don't think that's a that's <laughs> thing I haven't heard about it. That's not the, the, oh, the sports dude, department. Dude, sports get, department has dude. been live streaming games. I dude, believe that's so, so cool. I had no it's idea. actually really cool. In yeah. collaboration I'm with going to have some very, editor sport, very angry sports editors yeah. uh, when, um, when this episode comes out. If you want to... Man, they don't listen. Have, <laughs> yeah, they probably don't listen to this. <laughs> Guys, stop undermining our podcast. Um, hey, we're allowed to, all right? All right, fair enough. This podcast sucks. Uh, no, <clears> um, if... It'd be cool to have, you know, uh, location audio of people on the field talking. Um, I want to get mic'd up. Obviously, yeah, do a mic'd up episode. It, it, they're going to be with shotgun mics, and um, but they also, but they all also have to know. Yeah, of course. Okay, but, wait, I mean, but they're no, not. We're not planning this. They're not gonna. This. Oh yeah, to sting <laughs> operation. Hey guys, why 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 do, why does the um why do sound techs hate the uh, NRA? No wait, why do sound techs love the NRA? Why? Because of because shotgun, shotgun, mic. shotgun yeah. mics. Yeah, yeah. John. That feels like a good place to end. You just talked about shotgun mics. Jonathan is so. actually talking into a shotgun mic right now. Hi, this is a shotgun mic. All right, Jonathan Schneider. Right. Well, let's, right to let's wrap things up. All right. I, I feel like I, once we get to I, I, I do one final promotion. He wants to do yeah, one final. Yeah. Uh, so the spectator. Yeah. The spectator is currently doing applications. As the editor of the opinions department, I would encourage you to apply to opinions. If you have opinions about anything, and by anything, I don't just mean politics. Yep. We actively seek out non-political opinions articles. Wait, or John, Plato. Or uh, Plato. Jonathan, yes. the, um, for Writing to Make Change by Ms. Tom, uh, Thomas' class, we're doing op-eds right now. I know. I, can, I, I, have, I, have, I have class in the same room, so I see your homework. Ah, yeah. So my, well, my current op-ed is about like, bike lanes and how we need did more. You really, did you really bust this man's promo? No. Yeah, you really did. No, he's, he's promoting it. Um, that said, if your if your opinion if, if, if your interests lie more in the I'm realm sorry. of news or features or arts and entertainment or sports or humor, or you like making art or you like doing layout or you like conducting <coughs> business, and I'm definitely oh, or you like taking photos or you like making like small grammatical copy edits. One of my um, lovely co licensed Matt, Maddie Anderson. Maddie oh. Anderson, like just Maddie, news Maddie, editor. Just let the man finish his promo. Um, you should apply to any or all of those departments. Yeah. You Multiple can apply two. to more than one. Um, and you should do it because it's great and awesome. And you can find it on the recruitments page at styspec.com. Alrighty. Nice. Alrighty. Alrighty. Once again, thank you all for listening. Uh, uh, check out the Sty Podcast on our website, Spotify. I feel like people listening to have already checked out the Sty Podcast. Yeah, they probably have. Uh, just but, you one know, quick you announcement. Let them know. We're working on a uh, episode about the Climate March. Um, we are putting that together. 
they we have a lot of raw audio. Is like, that coming out before or after this episode? Uh, we'll figure it out. 